So many tour dates in April, listener. My weekly show every Sunday in New York City, Sacramento, Nashville, Atlanta. Then in May, I'm coming to L.A. We just added that date uh, for the Netflix Comedy Festival, which is super cool. I'm very excited about that. And then on to Indiana, back to Bloomington, and then Denver. And then there's more. It never ends. AshleyGavin.com. You can sign up for an alert for your city because this is not the complete list. And if you want to support Kate, Kate has a big show coming up at Gotham Comedy Club in New York City this coming Thursday, April 7th at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Gotham Comedy Club. Go support Kate. Do it. And then Patreon.com for those bonus episodes. Support me, Alex, and Kate. The whole shebang. Then today on the podcast, we have Shan Boudram. She is fantastic. She is an intimacy educator. She knows all about sex, pleasure, dating, relationships. Just truly so much fun on the episode. We get a lot into how to pleasure yourself and some tips and tricks for dating and relationships. She's really, truly a pleasure to have on. And make sure to check out her podcast called Lovers and Friends, available anywhere you listen, including wherever you're listening right now. It's a fun one, listener. If you're picking up that I'm a little loopy, you are correct, but I hope you have a great week. Listener, this episode is brought to you by Helix, my absolute favorite mattress. I am getting the best sleep of my life on a Helix, and you can too if you go over and take their little quiz, their two-minute quiz. It's going to match you with the perfect mattress for you, and you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. And right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A good lover is open, they are free, they are inventive, and they evolve. I think queer people and straight women pride themselves on like, I've listened to other people, I talk to my friends, like I have a podcast about it, like I'm gaining experiences so I can be better in bed, I can be more curious. And so I was reflecting on this too, because there was like this conversation that these straight guys were having about like, you want to partner with limited experience because then when you try something, they respond like, wow, I've never had that before. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you only have fucking three moves. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kate. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I'm all right. I got the I got the thumbs up from the butt doctor. Well, actually, I didn't get the thumbs up. He never well <laughs> he never gave you a thumb up. <laughs> he In- never gave me a thumb up, but he said uh, nothing's wrong with your butthole, but lose some weight. <laughs> I guess I was just bleeding out of the ass for two weeks because I'm fat. Because you're fat. <laughs> so did you have a hemorrhoid? <laughs> so so th- they did a colonoscopy to check and he was like, no, no, just uh, looks good. And I think some that's weight. almost more terrifying <laughs> that you go to the doctor. You're like, I'm bleeding out of my asshole. And he's like, well, everything's fine, you fat fuck. It is. It's terrifying. It's like I, something has to be wrong, right? Yeah. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shan, you've never met us. Do you <laughs> want to tell us about your butthole? Yeah. I mean, I literally have had, um, I gave birth a year and some change ago and I've had a hemorrhoid ever since. So yeah. I'd stop bleeding while pooping is a normal part of life. And <laughs> yes. so now you've inspired me to get medical care. So well, thank was, you. <laughs> it can be, it was a normal part of my life, but the amount of blood was of concern. Okay. So that's okay. why I went and got it. It wasn't a off. spot. It was a splash. Yes. <laughs> exactly. A poet. A poet, Shan. <laughs> um, well, we're in the apartment. We might be bleeding out of our assholes. And we're having gay sex. Having gay sex with a great guest today. Indeed. An, an expert that you might know. Big Instagram following. A, can I call you a sexpert? Is that a good way to... I like it. Yeah. A, a sexpert. We have Shan Boudram. Did I get that right? It's you, you did it. Yes, you did it. It was very, very close. It's an am rather than an um, but it's very close. Boudram. Boudram. I just put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Exactly. But... <laughs> I'm being picky here. I'm being a picky bitch. No, you don't, are great. No, no. Names are so important. <laughs> yes, And they I are. get them all wrong. And, and <laughs> it is... <laughs> It is almost the only thing that I have to get right. Well, you guys have names that I'm sure for, I mean, your first names, right? Your entire life, no one's ever gotten them wrong or asked you to pronounce them again because it's like. I mean, I, the only time that anyone ever had trouble with my name, I, this is so, I'm going to just sound so annoying. (laughs) I was studying, I was studying abroad in Hong Kong and they don't have the, they don't have, ash is not a sound into the L, like the shl, like that's not a common sound but that's really every every other time people just well what was their pronunciation what did they say that if they couldn't do the ash i'm not gonna what this feels like a trap shan you (laughs) just got here i don't know if you were just lee that's what i'm curious about (laughs) no no i wasn't just lee i mean i had a mandarin name oh okay um i'm i'm gonna embarrass myself my mandarin is so rusty (laughs) but I, I feel like I've been led into a trap immediately. The whole thing, Shan, the whole thing is that I am constantly trying to avoid getting canceled. That's why we have Kate here. They're the, <laughs> they're the cancel coach. So you well, going then, out there. Kate, and being, you should don't... say it. <laughs> you should whisper in Kate's ear. <laughs> yeah, let me let me do that impression into Kate's ear, and you can tell me I whether or not I I'll get kicked off the air. The Mandarin name or the impression of I'm Ashley? doing neither of those things. The, they will both get me well, canceled. I think was, I'd like to hear the Mandarin, Mandarin name. name like an, okay. a version of Ashley or did it mean something? Yeah, you know, it, it's not a good, it, you know, there are in my high school Chinese teacher gave it to me. Oh. And when I went to college, my college professor was like, that's an ugly ass Mandarin name. <laughs> like, no. Like your high school teacher hated you? Yeah, like no one. And she was Chinese, my high school teacher. She wasn't just a white person who spoke Chinese. So it wasn't a mistake. It was not it a was mistake. Intentional. It was totally intentional. <laughs> and it was just so when I got to school, I wanted to keep it because I had been using that name yeah. for a couple years. Anyway, it- well, so I had a bizarre experience like that in when we took a Spanish class in school, everyone would get a Spanish name or whatever. And my brother was not allowed to use his middle name, despite the fact that that's why he has the middle name that he has, because it's a Spanish name. What's the name? Geronimo. Okay. They thought he was, I don't know, joking or like, <laughs> uh, they were just like, no, you can't go by Geronimo. And he was like, okay, like that's fucked up. And then I wasn't allowed to go by 
the like Spanish version of Catherine that my grandfather always like was had a pet name for me where he would say Catherine in Spanish and I wasn't allowed to use it because there uh, there was already a different Catherine in the class who got it so like well, neither of us Spanish? got it. I have so many questions first of all why do you need a different name depending on what language you're speaking that's a good question I think huh. it's to me it's such an American thing of like oh we need a different name but again it was That's a Spanish true. why do it we was do a Spanish that? person who was yeah. teaching the class and she was like uh we'll have Spanish names but also aren't there multiple people with different names in different countries that of have uh, that have the same name of different course. people did you did you study a foreign language Shannon I did I went to school in Canada for we did French and there was never oh, yeah. a need to be like Shannon or some other <laughs> version of that so I need to hear what your Spanish name is and what your Mandarin name is okay all okay. right my Mandarin name and the pronunciation on this is not good mm-hmm. all right Oh my god, I haven't said it in years. Gao Shui And it's Gao, like tall, tall, oh. that, that meaning of that word. And then uh, Shui, which the pronunciation is so bad on that. It's Xia Shui, like um, falling snow. And I don't remember the Li. I don't remember what Li meant. And it I'm does, embarrassed. It does so- kind of sound like Ashley. Yes, it's a. So what it does sound what, like Ashley. Yeah, is it, yeah. Is that's the translation they, tall and white? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i love that now we know why my chinese yeah. teacher named me that, <laughs> that. <laughs> tall white bitch is probably what it means are you tall i'm five foot eight thank you very much you are tall yeah there's a running gag of whether or not i'm tall on this podcast exactly how i am well you're right in the swing of it things we are sing- swing whoa swing of things shan let's get to introductions right yes. oh wait can we also get the spanish oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My, my grandfather would just kind of like as a pet name he would be like carinina and he would always say that when he saw me mm-hmm. um i guess he still does but um and they wouldn't let me do that because somebody else took the name so i had so to go by isabel which is just a spanish version of my middle name which middle nobody ever called me no it's elizabeth and so i don't know oh, Isabel's oh. like the closest i see thing to it i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> it just got assigned to me and i was like whatever dude well the education system is failing us in many ways <laughs> yeah your, your brother couldn't be who he was neither could i you. know right <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those situations where it's like white people trying to be sensitive to an issue to the point where they like make it uh, they make it racist <laughs> they're like trying their best but they're just causing problems in the in the process now when my chinese teacher named me tall white bitch i took it on the chin because that is allyship <laughs> um well shan tell people a little about yourself because we very rarely have experts the thing we always joke about on the show is that we don't know what we're talking about and no one should listen to us but you you seem to have like credentials and shit yes well i talk about sex for a living which essentially um just means that i have the benefit of practice and i have the benefit of hearing from a lot of people and i have the benefit obviously of of books and stuff like that and papers but um i think everybody deserves to be an expert in their own right they should not be one of those areas that people feel intimidated I, i hate that about intimacy that everyone's like i'm not an expert but like I know if I go to your house and you make bomb spaghetti, I don't think that you work at a restaurant too. I just think that you're a good cook and like, you know what you're doing in the kitchen and like, it's okay yeah. to own that. So yeah. um, I want to hear where people who are like, no, I talk about sex once a week. I think I know what I'm talking about. And I have 
perspectives and vantages and I've got knowledge. So like that's worth, you know, standing behind. So I think that we're all just feeling like, I don't know. And I think that lends itself in some ways to us feeling less entitled in sex to ask for what we want because we ourselves feel like we're not supposed to say it. Um, so you're experts to me, but I, um, Oh, that's really very sweet. I also think it's very empowering to be like experts don't always know. And part of like being an expert is saying like, oh, I don't really know the answer to that question. Here's how we can look find it up. Right find oh my out, gosh. ask yeah. the right questions. I've been in this space for 15 years and I don't know a lot of shit. I guarantee today there'll be 18 things that you're going to bring up. And then it always <laughs> is interesting because if I go underneath the label of an expert and somebody uses a short form or a slang, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, what's that? Like, you don't know what that is. No, bitch, I don't. I'm learning every day like everybody else. So uh, (laughs) I have an educational background in psychology, in sexology, and in journalism. I'm a public-facing sex and relationship educator, certified sexologist. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Well, I'm really glad that you took, I'm glad we connected. I think I had seen your profile on Instagram a bunch of times. And there's just like a group of people where I'm like, oh, I won't be able to get I don't even try because I'm like, oh, this person's like so much bigger than I am. I'm not going to, it's not going to happen. And then when those people pop up later, I'm always very grateful. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have, maybe I should have slid in. Um, That's how life works. I love that about life sometimes, right? Because that happens to me literally all the time in my life. I think I was thinking about that this weekend, that it's just the human condition to act like you're better than somebody. And no matter where you are or in what room, you're not qualified to do something or you're treated like less or other people are treated better, but I mean, yeah, you just wait your time and things come around when they're supposed to. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Let's do intros, shall we? Let's do it. I'm a little rusty. We haven't recorded in a week because I, <laughs> I went to the I went on tour last week in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to Florida and Sacramento and Nashville and Denver and San Francisco and a bunch of please just for the love of fucking God, hear this sentence and go to my website, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyway, I went to the Grand Canyon last week and it was beautiful. Yes. Yeah, was it, it was, chilly when you went or was it lovely? It was like this weird thing. I, I'm born and raised in New York, so I have never experienced desert weather. Uh, it's warm in the sun and cold in the shade. Yeah. And it really matters where you stand. In New York, <laughs> it's just just disgusting. It's no muggy, matter what. Yeah. No matter where you stand. It yeah. was beautiful. Nice. Um, but anyway, I am Ashley Gavin. I'm a cis gay white woman. She, her pronouns back in action. Butthole intact? Question mark. <laughs> the cancel coach to keep me from getting canceled. This clean and jerk is getting off. I don't know. Jerking off. I, uh, clean, I like do it. a clean and jerking off. Yeah, I like it. It's Kate Sis. Hey, everybody. It's me, Kate Sis, the cancel coach, the fat in the chat. Uh, I'm a white bisexual lesbian dyke. I, uh, my pronouns are she, he, and they. My gender of the week, I do, I, you know, I have so many great listener suggestions lined up, but I have to say, I got in the elevator with a man who clearly had a brand new button-down shirt and a brand new, like, broom and dustpan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he's having her over the, for the first time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> first time he's cleaning his apartment <laughs> good for him that's a great gender i love that as a yeah, gender so that's my gender i too. love clean i love you you're scrubbing the tub that's love <laughs> i know i'm into a girl when i am scrubbing the tub that is hilarious does that mean you guys are not naturally clean people you're clean you're clean on occasion i keep i keep tidy 
I could clean my bathroom. That's me too. More. I'm tidy. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm tidy and not clean. Um, I, weirdly, I think I might be the opposite. Clean and not tidy. Like the th- mm. yeah, like the well. Now that we have a dog, it's more difficult. Um, but with his hair, but I feel like su- the surfaces and and f- floors are like clean, but my shit is everywhere. <laughs> like clothes. Do you guys? And, yeah, do you guys live together? Magazines and whatever. No, 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 no. This is my apartment. <laughs> this is the perfect living together couple. Just so you know, you need the person. <laughs> Babe. <who's tidy. laughs> Babe, don't worry. I'll tidy up. You get on your knees in that bathtub, yeah. babe. You want to know why your butt's bleeding? <laughs> oh, no. I'm the sorry. That was is, too much. I that feel was... like I feel like Chelsea is also clean but not tidy. Like, well, she, she'll she go on like a rampage and just like clean and tidy all at once. But she's like, like our bathroom will be so clean. She'll like clean the sink and the toilet and the tub. And then she will literally just every time it's the end of the day, she will take off all her clothes and leave them on the bathroom floor. <laughs> I'm like, she's making there's a pile of laundry she's just making the on big the floor. She's got the degree, you know? Right. I you can't say anything. shit on the floor. <laughs> um, and Shan, do you mind introducing yourself in something yes, similar? Yes, my resume is fine, though. I've, I, you know what? I literally have to get better at this because now this is the new thing with podcasting. Everybody come to, like, the big dick bad bitch. <laughs> did it, and see, look, I can't even impersonate somebody doing this. This is how terrible I am with these introductions. <laughs> I know. I was just about to say, what an incredibly inclusive... The big dick bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, the last. I think the last person who I like had. They had like fifty different. What's like the thing? The mon- monikers, the different names. Uh, yeah, you guys got international <laughs> names. International <laughs> names. Yeah, tall white bitch. Tall white bitch. <laughs> so I'm just Shan Boudram. I'm a cis heterosexual woman. She, her. Also five eight. Are you five foot eight? <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to cross a line, but that's ideal for sixty nineing. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. That's actually I never thought about that. I'm not a big sixty nine fan. I'm a I'm a fan. You know what it is? Because I'm the kind of person that if I am receiving pleasure, I need to focus. So I'm like to multitask during that time, unless I'm playing with my own tits. Like it's got to be like I am aiding in what's happening. I'm not like doing something completely separate. So yeah, I do not ever like 69. It's hard for me to get off, but yeah, never. it turns me on. So like when we move into something else, I've enjoyed the process from the 69. Yes, it's like a foreplay thing. It's not like yes. let's just we'll get it started, but then turn around, I get am- on your knees, and focus. <laughs> I also think it can be a post-play thing. Like you both come and then you just very softly 69. We don't do, we don't do it. But but also from a technical standpoint, right? The clitoral hood is over top, right? So if the person's 69, they're looking down on the hood almost versus if they're the other position, they're looking up and they're flicking. So they're getting more of the actual glance of the clitoris. Right. That's well, true. unless you have a very sensitive clitoris, and then maybe it's ideal for you. But I like, <laughs> I like, I need, I need the direct flick on the beam. <laughs> direct. We've got a direct hit on the beam. Direct hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually this website that i love it's called omgs and it has 12 different ways Yes, i've heard about this website people love this website well tell me what you've heard i well, also love I've it i've seen it once but basically it allows you to practice your technique on a th- on a three-dimensional vulva am i correct that's correct and then they also have videos of people so there's 12 different techniques basically that it's mostly like for clitoral stimulation so I'm curious what your guys' technique is. So well, I'll rhyme off a few. There's there's orbiting, which means you don't like direct, you like around. 
then they have um, rhythm. It's like down, 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 circle, down, 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 circle. Then there's a tapping technique. So you're just like almost tapping around the area, then tapping the actual. People don't do enough of the tap. (laughs) I, I, people make fun of me for this one, but the tap is actually great to sneak in there every now and then. I love sneaking in a tap. I didn't know if you were shocked by the tap. I didn't realize that you were a tapper. This was this hit for you. I, I enjoy, I enjoy being tapped. (laughs) as we all do and i enjoy tapping (laughs) this has a whole new meaning to tap that tap that ass yeah exactly (laughs) see i don't think i would like a tap i don't mean either but that's why that's why you need the the names that you realize because people like people know what they like and then like i remember when i first got together with my husband the way that he was eating me out i was like oh i know exactly how your ex-girlfriend liked oral sex (laughs) not my shit but i was like i get what's happening here um so it's important to ask that's why you just don't know you're like oh like you're a tapper and then some people are hunchers like they're they're more like they like to hump it's so it's the friction versus like an actual stimulation I also I am, enjoy humping. I, I think I like, yeah, I like humping. I, I don't like humping. Yeah. I need consistent, direct clitoral stimulation. And if you <laughs> switch it up, you better be prepared for another 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how, how many, like, even as a, as a woman who's like gone down on so many women, it's so funny how I, when I'm going down on a girl who clearly likes like a certain rhythm, how I have to, in my head, be like don't fuck this up do not go faster do not i know what you want to do but just keep doing this exactly don't fuck this up you're there the worst is when you like finally click in to like whatever's working but you're not in a comfortable like you're like on one arm or something and you're like oh fuck like i don't know if i have the stamina to make it through yeah (laughs) but i know that if i move we have to start over and then i'll really be tired that's how that's how i fucked up my jaw I've never been the same. <laughs> I wish I were joking, but I it's a click now and like oh boy. Anyway. A click, Do you know what I often had a fear of as a kid that oh. I would be put on a treadmill for a time that I didn't know. And if I stopped running before the treadmill ran out, I would die. And then you'd be afraid that you would stop running just before you like you could yeah. have stopped what naturally. What happened to you? I don't know, but this is a common thought of mine. Sometimes when you just said that an example of like, yes, like you're, you're, you could have been two seconds away from finishing somebody off, but then you decided to move and now you're dead. (laughs) And that that is terrifying. For any straight listeners, we do hold people at gunpoint when we have lesbian (laughs) sex. That's a part of it. So high stakes i feel like that treadmill thing could be in like a saw movie i know it really does think, sound like yes something yes. from a nightmare that you had as a child i'm like it probably was saw inspired <laughs> yeah well i have a gay sex story i i kind of want to go through all the different things but we'll we'll get back to it i, I i'm gonna mine's like kind of a quickie okay i'm gonna <laughs> lol i'm gonna share i'm going it's a finger blast from the past to nice. use your term kate and i'm going back to college to the first time that I ever orgasmed, oh. which I've never shared on this was show. Was in college. Was in college. Yeah. Even even by yourself. Yeah, by myself. Oh. I yeah. know. I, I know. I seem like I would have came as a toddler. Yeah. I understand <laughs> that I have that. I just mean you started your your sexual life with other girls started so early. Yes. That I guess I 
assumed. I had sex for the first time when I was 15. What I consider to be sex because we have that whole virginity. I don't know if you talk about this in your work at all, but like when, what is virginity really? Because I've never had sex with a man, you know? And I like to think of it as like a, like a spectrum of there's such a huge difference between the first time I had sex at 15 and then the sex that I had in college and then the sex that I had as an, as an adult. I almost feel like I wasn't really not a virgin until I was an adult. You know what I mean? And like, mm. um, but yeah, the first time I orgasmed, I was in college. And uh, look, this might be unethical. So unethical. <sighs> you know, when you have a roommate and oh, no, no. <laughs> This is literally my worst night. This is my fucking treadmill that somebody's in the room jacking <laughs> off near me. And I and if I'm and if I move, I'll find out that they are indeed. No, no. So in my defense, in my defense, my roommate, she ate my last piece of birthday cake from from my mom oh out my of the fridge. God. OK. And you said, I'm going to get back at this bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love I like look. It was at night. It was at night. Oh, my God. She was asleep. I know because the breathing. Oh, my God. Look, I never did this. I was 18 years old. I might have been 17 years old. <laughs> I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. It, it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone. And I never did it again because I just thought I was diddling. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that I was. You know what I mean? There's like before you come. I'm, I'm in trouble. Chose the worst word I've <laughs> said. Diddling. I did. I said diddling because that's the only word that applies. Oh my god, this is literally my nightmare. Okay, remember when you didn't come before and you just touched it and you were like, "Oh, that's nice," <laughs> and that's all it was. That's what I thought I was doing. I wasn't jerking off. I wasn't. Well, I was this time, but I didn't know. Shan's like, no comment. Is no, this- I'm fascinated to see the story end. Did you be very loud? What what happened? I will say that when I was a kid, I, you know, I do really, you know, just- there's the term jerking off and jacking off. Yeah. First of all, when I was really a kid, I thought it was only something that boys did. And I thought yeah. that jerking off was when you rubbed your dick and nothing came out. And jacking off was when you jerked your that's, dick off and ejaculation that's came out. Hilarious. <laughs> That in my mind, that was the difference between jerking off and jacking off. And well, that's difference between boys. diddling and masturbating, right? <laughs> Is that what you're? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Um, yes, I just thought. Look, listener, I know, I know. I was a kid. It was so stupid. I regret. I'm regretful of this situation. Should I not be saying this? Am I going to get in trouble? I don't know. I think this happens at college all the time, but it's my nightmare. No, I don't think so at all. It sounds to me, in summary, you masturbated in front of your roommate who had just eaten a very precious piece of food of yours. (laughs) But they were asleep and you were well aware of that because of their breathing patterns. I know this is something that happens this at happens, college. This happens it, to everybody, and, <laughs> and I'm not condoning it, but I did do it, and I re- regret it. And after this event, I didn't do it again because it's it so- felt so good. But why? Did it go wrong? No, I think what... Look, I was, you, I was she- diddling. And for the first time ever, I felt the cum approaching, and I was like, oh, 
this feels like there's an end in sight. You know what I mean? Before we were lost in the forest, <laughs> we never really went anywhere. We were walking in circles, no pun intended. <laughs> we were orbiting. We didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and I don't know what I did differently, mm. but I think I must have naturally found my, oh my God, yes thing. <laughs> and I realized I was gonna, I was gonna come. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna stop now. This is my first orgasm. And frankly, this girl sucks. <laughs> oh my God. She talks on the phone at five in the morning, right outside the door. She lets the laundry pile up to like unthinkably high levels, like two feet, three feet tall. You know, it just was like, she was not a considerate roommate. Mm. And I, I, I know that look <laughs> again, no matter how inconsiderate a roommate is, you shouldn't masturbate in front of anybody. <laughs> ever. But I also, guess it's like, what choice did you have? You shared a room. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not so giving expert advice out because I I don't want to cross any lines here about, you know, laws that are in place. But yeah, I masturbated plenty of times in yeah. front of not in front of, but no, you would never parallel. My college roommate, right? Well, she wasn't standing above me; she was asleep, she was and I was on the other side. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and more importantly, you weren't standing above her, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was no direct hit. You took the cake. <laughs> well, anyway, I I came, and I remember thinking, like, just just in case she's awake, in case she's awake, you don't want to disturb her. But in case she's awake, like regulate your breathing. So you know how you like regulate your breathing to Yeah. And that that look, this isn't a great story, but this was an honest story, and I may or may not go to jail. It was a great story. And I would like to remind to people that this is an art form. So anything that happens on this podcast is alleged and cannot be proven. And it's a my first amendment right as an American oh my God. to to, to diddle. To diddle. And, <laughs> and I'm proud. I'm proud to be. Do you think that roommates should have like a consensual conversation in the start of their relationship that like we're sharing a space? Yeah. I'm going to masturbate when I think you're asleep. I think a Me lot too. of boys do have that conversation. I think they do. That's what I was saying. I was trying to think about like in reverse. My people with penises, like I've heard so many stories of men having like joint jack off sessions. Yes. Yeah like that's really? what happens because was... they get together and they watch porn and then what do you what are you watching porn for other than like <laughs> and now i'm going to pleasure myself right parallel to you parallel. not making eye contact there's no there's no relationship but we're both just experiencing no, that would it. be gay there was there was a set of roommates i can't even remember who they were which is for the best but they had the the conversation uh they were guys and they had the conversation and the conversation was if the one guy had his noise canceling headphones on, the other guy was allowed to jack off. I think that's great. Which led to not nighttime situations where the kid would just be like writing an essay on his computer <laughs> and the other kid would be in the other corner just being like, he's got his headphones on. <laughs> just like a midday <laughs> nut. <laughs> I think actually it would be such a hard conversation to start but I do think it would be healthier if people with vulvas, you know, who are traditionally women who've been told not to talk about their sexuality. I think there's a code that if you know the other person is asleep, like I do think most people 
have diddled in that situation. Oh my god, you're you're giving me nightmares. Kate, it's you've probably been in the room. <sighs> I do think that if the person wakes up. You have to, of course, <laughs> immediately stop diddling. Well, also, there's the insane situation of people who would bring people home and have full-blown sex while the other person was in the room. So that actually... Blows my mind. She actually did that to me. <gasps> but Okay, so you're even. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she still took the cake. So <laughs> you got to track this girl down and, and diddle while she's sleeping again. But no, no, no. And to be clear, listener, I didn't revenge diddle over my cake. <laughs> There was no intention. Just providing context. Yes, just <laughs> providing context. I don't know. It seems like there was a specific set of circumstances. No, that I think that's why she was orgasm. stressed out. <laughs> and why you needed to. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, I apologies to everybody again. I was so young. I regret telling this story. Wait, so could you could you replicate I did and then I I when, you know, in the future have been able to come ever since and so. with other people and with other people nice yeah so taught my girlfriend how to touch me like that at the time when i a couple months later when i met her it was good nice anyway that's my gay sex from this week <laughs> that could lead to getting arrested <laughs> not gonna get arrested <laughs> Listener, don't forget to support the Patreon, patreon.com slash WHGS. That's how we pay Alex. He is a full-time employee of the podcast. We could not pay him on ads alone. That's how we pay Kate. And, of course, me also. This is full-time work, so please consider going and donating. And in return for those donations, you get bonus episodes. You get comped tickets when I'm in your city um, you get extended, unfiltered, uncut episodes, um, weekly access to my Zoom stream of my show in New York, and lots of other stuff. Patreon.com slash WHGS. Listener, do not miss me when I'm in your city. I know you miss my TikToks and my Instagram posts, and sometimes you skip podcast episodes. I'm only in town once a year, so let me text you once a year when I'm in town. Or I can email you ashleygavin.com. There's going to be 25 cities on this tour. Don't miss your city. And if you want to support Kate, Kate has a big show coming up at Gotham Comedy Club in New York City this coming Thursday, April 7th at 8 p.m. 8 p.m., Gotham Comedy Club. Go support Kate. Do it. Listener, spring has sprung. Love is in the air. And that means you need your Helix mattress. You don't want to bring a girl home and have her crawl into your bed and feel like shit the next day. And then she takes it out on you and never sees you again. Help your boothang get a good night's sleep on a Helix mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex. Take the two minute mattress quiz and you'll find out which mattress is best for you. And it's no stress. You get a hundred nights to try it. And there's a 10 to 15 year warranty. So don't sweat this decision. But I know you're going to love it because you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Shan, did you have gay sex this week? <laughs> well, I'm pregnant, so I don't have really any sex at all, which is, you know, it's been a fascination for me. It's my second time around, so last time yeah. around, I also had no sex drive, so I'm, like, very familiar. I will say, though, I joined a gym and as a result, it's my first time seeing so many live boobs in such succession. <laughs> yes. So it's really phenomenal. And also the gym, it's all age ranges, right? So then it's nice. Sometimes too, you look at the boobs before you see the face and then you're surprised. Like that person's older than I thought that they would be. <laughs> I love that. I always see the boobs before I see the face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just. I love the expression "live boobs." Live boobs, yeah. Live boobs it's around. a very big difference because when you see them on TV, they're pretty much all like somewhat similar. But yeah. live boobs are so unique and so different and diverse, and they're pretty phenomenal. It's a really beautiful body part. You know, oh, like yes. some people talk about, like the vulva is lovely, but boobs are really fucking beautiful. Boobs. Are oh nice. yeah, they're 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 perfect in every way. And I, I think I everyone's kind of got their thing. Like some people are really into assholes. I'm not like, you know, like they really like the look of assholes. I think I like the look of boobs. I like the look of boobs as well. I th well, I think they're they're also I also respect the breast <laughs> for its for for its function as well. Like it's astonishing to me that it you can make milk in there and it comes oh, out. Oh yeah, it is really crazy. Wait, okay, so I have some like uh, pregnancy sex questions. If you're if you're down for that, because you were saying your sex drive is lower. I've always wondered, like, what when you're pregnant, you know, your partner is going to be turned on every now and then. Are there rules? I'm going to sound so dumb, dude. Like, are there <laughs> rules about like, because I've heard if you orgasm, it can like stimulate labor. Yes. Only at 37 weeks and on, though. Okay. So, so like really it's it's only when you're full term. It's not going to do anything oh. in like 12 weeks unless your doctor like if you've had bleeding or other complications or like cramping you should tell your doctor like i went through a period of time last pregnancy where she was like don't have sex and don't work out and i was like oh. both of those things are on the bottom of my to-do list anyway so <laughs> um, and so that but for everybody else yeah only 37 weeks it's the only time because the cervix is already a little bit like looser and more relaxed and more primed and so that's when like the agents of semen can help oh oh it's the semen it's not the orgasm it's the no, semen. No, it's the semen. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's so upsetting to me. <laughs> Why? Well, because probably, I don't it want... is a mix of both because it is the oxytocin, <laughs> which like triggers the cramping, but then there's something specific in semen as well, too. I did like, I, I can't remember it. I should like look it up right now. So I'm like technically sound <laughs> on this, but um, it's a mix of the two. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's really neat. Things I are crazy, dude. When my, when my mom was pregnant with my brother, she was like kind of overdue. And she went in to be induced, but they were too full of people giving birth. So they were like, why don't you go to a restaurant, get a spicy sausage and a yeah. glass of red wine? And yeah. she did. And wow. Went back and it was go time. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. I think they still had to like technically do the inducing part, but it had like it had she, like she didn't break water at the restaurant, but it was like yeah. getting going. Is it the story of how you were born? That's my brother. <laughs> um, Shan, did you say at the beginning? I, I'm not sure that I because we were the Zoom delay. Did you say that you're? What's your sexuality? I'm straight. Okay, cis and straight. Well, okay, cool. So I, I'm curious if there's a gay sex story that comes to mind, or like an <laughs> experimentation story, or something that your your listeners write into you a lot about. Like a specific one that I get from people. I mean, I think I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't know how to answer that specifically. Like, I, I think we're kind of past the phase of like, I had a, I made out with my friend. What does this mean? I did this. I will say actually in terms of gay sex, but this episode, my podcast coming out, Lovers and Friends this week is um, why straight men are so boring in bed. And yeah. we're really just exploring as to like, because more women and people who identify as queer in general, just feel more freedom to invent themselves sexually, that they have sexual experience and desires that like kind of are unpredictable and run a gamut. Whereas cause straight men still feel the fear of being referred to as a woman or as right. gay so much, they're so limited in what it is they're able to do. So I feel, I feel pretty grateful to be part of the generation where I like don't, and because my audience is not predominantly men either, so I don't get a lot of people who are like, you'll never guess what just happened. What does this mean? <laughs> just like it's a fact of life. It's a detail of their sexuality, like a detail, like a fun detail. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I always I, I've been trying to write this joke where I'm like, necessity is the mother of invention. You said <laughs> the word invent. And I do think like less like like queer people's sex. You have more opportunity to like make up what you yeah. want to do because yes. you don't have the script. Yeah. How do you advise people when approaching a partner that feels more invested in that script? You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of our listeners have male partners and maybe want to, you know, ask for something different in bed. And I and I do think that like, you know, toxic masculinity, they it can feel like even just asking undermines that script. Yes. A hundred percent. What do you typically tell people when they have questions like that? Yeah, I think you got to acknowledge that the script exists and sometimes calling attention to it's helpful. Like in the episode that we did, my husband and like three straight friends of his had like our aftermath conversations. My podcast goes like a little bit off the top, which is like the educational bit. And then Dan Savage contributed to that. And then there's a middle interview segment. And at the end, there's like an afterglow, like after sex cigarette in the mouth, like discussion about what all that was said. And so yeah. he had it with his friends and it was like interesting because of all of those scripts coming up. And then a friend of his who was a part of that, you know, uh, my brother-in-law asked him like I overheard, he was like, oh, like who are some dudes who like talk about sex online? Cause he was like looking for something up for me. And then he was like, I don't watch dudes talk about sex. And then I was like, right. Cause you're super straight. And then he <laughs> caught himself, right. He was like, oh yeah. Like it's not fucking cool to say that you don't ever consume any education or alternate perspectives that could allow you yeah. to hear something new, start something new, try something new. Like right. I think queer people and straight people, straight women pride themselves on like, I've listened to other people. I talk to my friends, like I have a podcast about it. Like I'm listening and I'm gaining experiences so I can be better in bed. I can be more curious and also too more accepting about somebody else's needs because I've heard more things about it in the past. So I feel like calling attention to like, here's a script that's happening that keeps you so limited. And here's some of like the heteronormative dialogue that 
one prevents you from being a good lover because a good lover is open, they are free, they are inventive, and they evolve. And so I was reflecting on this too, because there was like this conversation that these straight guys were having about like the desire to have sex with a new, with a partner who has limited experience, a whole body count thing. And mm-hmm. they're like, you want a partner with limited experience because then when you try something, when you do that thing on them, they respond like, wow, I've never had that before. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you only have fucking three moves. So <laughs> you need a partner who has no experience. If you had more moves, if you had a larger arsenal of tools and things that you would say yes to, you wouldn't feel the need to limit your partner's you know, right. sexual quantities in order to be a quality partner. Yeah. So it's like, I think if you kind of explain it that way, they're like, oh, like now they start to police their own scripts. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the, the, the twisted, the twist, the, the, that script flipped, which is if you're with someone super experienced, they might do something to you that you're like, wow, he's out. Like, like, and that should be exciting. It's okay for like the masculine, whatever person to not have to be the like, Hey, here's something like pleasure can be directed in the opposite direction as well. Yeah. Which like. Uh, yeah that's why it's fun to have sex with someone who's had sex with a lot of other people i think it's so it's so i've been seeing a lot of this on tiktok like these guys podcasts that are like the alpha male this and the alpha male that and you want a woman that i i didn't even know that these drawing the lines like in when you're posing together in a picture and they draw the lines have you ever seen this? No, alpha what is stuff? that? No. Oh my gosh, it's so stupid. Alex is not his head because he's seen it. I've been on the internet you too get, much. Alex, what TikTok are you on? <laughs> <laughs> it's this. It's this trend where they'll they'll show a picture of somebody, right? And so let's say the girl is like standing like this, and the guy is like leaning towards her through the like center axis of the body they'll draw these lines and if the woman's line is not leaning towards the man's oh, straight line then it's my. like gay or it's beta or like it's whatever so like if a guy is like leaning on his girlfriend like this <laughs> then he's a beta what if they're like standing on a hill then <laughs> they both gotta be straight up they gotta be parallel <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, it's really fucked. that's so it's very fucked wild. Think about how fucking oppressive that is right for the do you can't even lean your head in right like that's what you can't do <laughs> god damn i, I think imagine this- you can't even do this imagine a finger in the butt like <laughs> you can't even rest rest your neck without all of your existence being debated i think a lot of it is in direct opposition to this new openness that we have around sex i think it's like a it's like a pushing back against it (laughs) because it's so terrifying to them i feel like you said something about like the after talk which i thought was really good i find that after sex is a time where i might if something's going on with a partner that is new and i liked it and maybe we didn't indulge in it that much but i might say after sex like oh i really enjoyed this part that was new could we do more of that so it's like a positive praise thing yeah. as opposed to like uh, you're not providing me with something and kind of like breadcrumb them in. I don't know if that's like <laughs> a... Not, yeah. You didn't mean breadcrumbing, but... <laughs> yes, I did. I mean breadcrumbing. I don't know what other it's meaning taken that has. On some, it's taken on another like dating connotation. Oh, in like a like a grooming like, way? No, 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 not in like a just like in a you know. There's like ghosting, orbiting, breadcrumbing. Oh, the, you, know, okay, you are okay. up on the terms. I know Kate is like really. Yes, <laughs> you have I just a long spent drive. too much time on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I was just 
<laughs> You're really on it today. Yeah, there's so many of those. There's hardballing. There's benching. Hardballing. Yeah, oh, benching. Yeah, really uncomfortable. What's yeah? What is hardballing? Hard yeah, so it's this new trend, which I'm like trying to decide if it's a good thing or not. But in essence, because of the pandemic, people got really clear about what they want, mm. so they're coming into new connections and being like, "This is what I want. This is what it's going to be. Here's who I'm looking for." So yeah. they're approaching like dating like very like intentionally, which I'm like, that's cool. But I always find it very weird to set intentions for an interaction that you have no information about. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Like how, how am I going to come into a date and be like, I'm looking for a boyfriend. And then it's like, I don't even know what this person's last name is. Like right. their allergies are like, there's right. so much we have to figure out before I'm like, let's just be clear that we're on the same path. It's just like, I just right. got here. It does here. seem like there's a fine line between being on the same page and being on the same like being in agreement about what this is yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. like if you're if you're only looking for casual sex then maybe that should be mentioned if the other person is like right, exactly. I, I want i i am looking for something but also you know you might have the best night of your life and then head in, in opposite directions right like, exactly if yeah, you kind of like, let is that there a happen. different term than hardballing it should be like i don't know parallel t-balling you know <laughs> parallel we're both t-balling <laughs> We're both going this way, but you want to hit with somebody else. That's okay. I have my own T-ball. Like, I don't know what it is, but hardballing just kind of sounds like I'm walking in and I'm like, this is the game we're playing. Are you down or not? It sounds like an, it sounds like an interview, but it is wonderful to be clear about your intentions. Like you said, okay, like it's, it's a good thing to be like, yeah, I know who I am. I know what I want eventually. And I know why I'm engaging in this activity of meeting random new people. Right, right. It's sort of like this thing where I think with bound, like kind of, it's almost like around boundary setting. It's like a first time boundary setter where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what you want, but that, that doesn't mean that you have to adhere to like a really strict set of rules and not engage with people who aren't looking for the same thing. Like you're, you're allowed to have casual sex while you look for your wife or your partner or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Give us, before we go to Kate, I really, because I know that the listeners are going to want more of this, tapping, orbiting, oh, yeah, rhythm, <laughs> what's one or two more? There's surprise. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's like random? That's yeah, it's random. Balling. That's the lottery. <laughs> yeah. That would be my literal worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> then there's sucking, suctioning, oh, right? Yeah. And then as we mentioned, there's um, there's something called, uh, there's layering where it's pumping basically. You need a barrier, like rubbing up against a barrier, whether it be a oh. pillow or some blankets or let's keep a, you know, a pair of jeans on. It's oh. about like the friction against something else. Yeah, sometimes that's helpful. If it's too slippery while I'm trimming, I'll throw a, a bed sheet in there. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Oh, tell I me like, more. I like the slippery. I love trimming and... Um, <laughs> I'm really passionate, something I'm passionate about. And sometimes, sometimes you're both really wet and it's just, you can't hit the spot because it's too slippery. So you need friction in there. So Mm. a pair of underwear or a sheet can really, really help. That's, that's interesting because I feel like the slipperiness is what makes tripping awesome for me. Sometimes it's really slippery. But when I'm by myself, I can't have any slippery. It's all friction when I'm by myself. Interesting. But then in tripping, it's like, I, fi- I find 
just for the listener who does everyone get this one? who can't see the for those of you listening and don't have the youtube um we'll make a gif of that uh kate just I'm horrified at myself kind of fruit ninja the air a little bit i would describe it as fruit ninja listener write in which fruit are you slicing through when you trip is it a watermelon is it a strawberry <laughs> banana anyway well thank you shan we're gonna go to kate kate did you have gay sex this week no no we were apart this week you and i <laughs> we were apart oh yeah this we week. were apart this week chelsea and i were and also you're not apart allowed this week. to have sex <laughs> when you're not when there. i am not in the same in the city room. as you yeah in the room <laughs> as you know i wait till you fall asleep you have to wait till i fall asleep and then you and chelsea are allowed to have sex <laughs> uh okay what story did i want to tell you oh okay shan i'll just give you a quick uh a quick refresh on this ongoing saga we had a bunch of people over to our house a bunch of bunch of straight couples and the condom a gay guy and there was a condom in the bathroom and i i thought nothing of it and i said to my friend i was like oh i'm sorry i forgot to put a uh, trash can in your room so like i'm sure like your boyfriend must have had to like run into the hallway and into the bathroom to throw the condom away i apologize and she goes what are you talking about we haven't used condoms in years and i was like so we what we couldn't figure so out i mean who... that somebody else in a different part of the house all of which were like public spaces or shared spaces <laughs> either had sex in that bathroom or had sex elsewhere and ditched the condom in the bathroom and so we, it was like a who's done it and everyone denied it. And, and I and I finally had them all in the same place together, including the people who didn't know each other. And so we were all we were all together in, in one place together. And we finally like talked about you? it. As I need to know where this we is were, happening. We were at um, several other of them were also turning 30. So we met up when we were up in Massachusetts not this past time, but the last time when my dad had his hip surgery. And so we met up in Massachusetts to kind of like ha have a birthday cake and have some drinks. And so we were all in the same house together. And, and to cost like, each other about our sexual activities. And we were, so we were like, we started everyone. We just talked about it openly for the first time amongst us. And everyone yet again denied it. And then Chelsea and I were kind of laughing. It was like, wouldn't it be funny if you guys like all had an orgy without us? And like, that was <laughs> like, somebody blew it by leaving one condom but in reality just like all our friends were fucking without us and so we were all together they were all denying it i kept waiting for another condom to show up it did not happen however and i know he's listening my gay friend who denied it being him left in the course of 36 hours left for not one but two different booty calls <laughs> oh it had to have been him and so i think it's a little tilted in his direction. <laughs> I agree. Now, the question is whether or not he wore the condom home from one of those activities because maybe he couldn't find a trash can. Obviously, you can't whip it out on the way home. You're on the L train. You can't pull that shit out. My thing is like, uh, so I've never used a condom, so I don't know. <laughs> Shan, where do you dispose of the condom that you're carrying around in your back pocket? Well, this is the thing. I mean, this is it's interesting because did you guys hear about that Drake hot sauce yes. story? No. Oh, someone tried to steal his cum, but he had put hot sauce in the condom. Is that right? Bro, it was what? some kind of, yeah, so he had a hookup and... Um, <laughs> 
he threw the condom in the garbage, but I guess his doctor, this is, I don't think it's even a real story, but it circulated very fast. <laughs> I think his doctor gave him something to put into the condom to kill all the semen. I think he referred to it as a hot sauce. So then the girl, not knowing this, took the condom and tried to pour the contents into her vagina and then it was burning. So <laughs> I was going to say, maybe your friend was doing that as like a, you know, semen. No, uh, obviously. Retention, protection, but he's protection. having sex with men. No, I think what, semen protection. Clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly Drake is the person who left the condom. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get as far away as possible. He's like a little semen Santa Claus, like scattering his He's cum like, everywhere except where his hookups are. live in this house. <laughs> They're not gonna want my cum. Actually, yeah, arguably, yeah, we would. <laughs> Here's the thing: isn't there a thing that exists called spermicidal lube? Yes. So why use the Tabasco? I don't know if you can put that in a live sample because it's also maybe there. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Let me just stop. Why don't you right know now. this? You're an expert. I don't. Yeah, I should figure this out. <laughs> it seems very antiquated. Like it seems like of the sponge era. I can't believe that people are stealing sperm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I, I it's understand. million dollar, multi-million dollar sperm. <laughs> so. I know, but I don't think there's any amount. I don't think there's any amount of money that would motivate me to have a a child in it, like a stole, that I wasn't a stolen, that I wasn't a gotcha child, baby. <laughs> a yeah. what child? A gotcha child. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Like. <laughs> I, I I joked with Chelsea, and these are you know harmless jokes because we both have vaginas. But we met our we we've been uh, we have a new niece. We've met her twice. She's amazing, and I have total Drake baby is the fever. father. <laughs> I have total baby fever, and uh, and I was like, "You're lucky I don't have a penis," which of course is a joke because yes, I would love to have a penis. And she and she. <laughs> and she <laughs> <laughs> and she she kind of laughed and was like yo you like um she kind of gave me this look and i was like actually what we're lucky is that you don't have a penis because i would be fucking poking holes in that condom and stealing it out of the trap like i would do a total drake on her and just get pregnant as fast and as soon as i could an anti-drake an anti well right I would do Drake's hookup method and steal the cum. Unreal. Yeah. Well, this you guys was... have these conversations. Like, would you carry Kate? Um, that's a good question. There was a time when I, when it seemed like I would, because um, Chelsea's claustrophobic, and there are interesting ways that that reveals itself. Like, she would never get a tattoo huh. because that triggers her feeling claustrophobic, which I think huh. is very interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, and I guess she she felt that way for a time about pregnancy but as i've become more masculine over time it has kind of leaned in like a her direction maybe yeah but also i think yeah i just i'm not really sure what path we would take because there was also a friend of ours who was like oh well you, you can like use my semen and then it seemed like that was maybe too complicated of an option so and i don't want to use somebody that i don't know at all what about your brother yeah it seems weird to me okay and also then I then I really couldn't carry. I would love a brother to steal <laughs> some sperm from. I would absolutely anti Drake my own brother. Okay, here's we've gotten into two arguments. 
well so the then the other option of course is adoption which which we would be interested in but chelsea being in the reproductive justice field has some very strong and valid feelings about you know she rightfully feels that there are kids who have been taken from their parents yes yes wrongfully so yeah um so then if you're doing it the other way it just costs so much fucking money (laughs) like what yeah um and so we just yeah i want a baby but i don't know how to get one and so (laughs) we got in two arguments one i said if you immaculately we were younger and i was like if you immaculately conceived we're like i got you pregnant she goes oh i'd get an abortion And I got so mad. I've had this argument with an ex before. And I was like, you're fucking insane. Of course I would have an abortion on our hypothetical baby. No, but but the hypothetical baby wasn't like... it. it really? It's a miracle baby. <laughs> what? It's a miracle baby. Exactly. And it would no. just... It would do so much for the community. In, in the hypothetical world... <laughs> It would do so much for the community. No, would it? Yes, it would. Or would people be like, this is the devil's baby? (laughs) Jen, you know straight people. How would they react to this? Yeah, yeah. I definitely can see an argument for both. (laughs) I don't think people are going to be like, well, Jesus loves the gays, I guess. I like, think they're not going to come out and say that. I think it might. Well, so that was a, that was one argument we had. And then the other argument we had, I think I'm wrong in both of these, but she was like, let's do the your brother, my egg thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a big no, fan of that. I don't want to. And she was like, why? And I was like, it's weird. And she's like, it's not weird. And I was like, well, it's not your brother. And I was like, fine. How about your dad gives me some of his sperm? Only and half. then she freaked out. But that's only half. <laughs> I know. I I would do the brother thing, and I I personally I I know I'm wrong in both of these. I'm just trying to get some glory out of it. I get where you were going. I get where you were going. I'd like to normalize it because I want people to feel like they have all the options. I don't I don't want people to feel. I feel like there are people out there that think it's weird. Like oh, it's but it is the closest thing to your genetic makeup, and the genotypes are your genetic makeup. So as opposed to the phenotypes or whatever, but I would love to both carry personally and watch my wife carry because I think that's like Mm. the most lesbian thing that you can do. Like you can, you, this is the one kind of magical superpower that we have is we can be both be pregnant and be the mommy and the daddy or whatever, you know, it's antiquated. Then you can have milk fights. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to do. I want to (laughs) have, I want to have water gun fights out in the yard and be like, this is beautiful gay love. These are our miracle babies. Don't you love them? Jesus wants us to have this milk fight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I do think I think, Oh fuck. What was I going to say? I just blanked. We are, we are on a, tyrant shan's actually pregnant <laughs> yeah this is, a, this is a very phenomenal conversation and it is true i never thought about that way that is like the superpower we are like we are being toxically masculine you are literally <laughs> over there making a miracle inside of you breed like growing life and we're like if i had a kid yeah. i would have a milk fight <laughs> my brother's sperm gross <laughs> We okay, like just wait, totally- here's, what, here's what I was going to say that I, I, I'm so this is such a bizarre dysphoria moment. But I was like, well, you know, maybe if I had an identical twin, I would use his sperm. <laughs> In my Not mind- that I have to convince you because it's your choice. But I am also with Ashley. I'm very pro using your brother's sperm. OK, interesting. Have we convinced you? No. OK. 
if you use your brother's sperm, he can be like, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. Don't you fucking dare leave. I am not helping. <laughs> you have someone else in the family being like, don't you fucking leave. Well, that's where doing the expensive, uh, uh, the expensive adoption. I'm like financially I'm financially in. I already spent 20 grand on this baby. Sunk cost fallacy. You can always walk away. <laughs> the spunk cost fallacy. Sunk cost. <laughs> I know, but oh. if, if I use my brother's sperm, it's the spunk <laughs> cost. The spunk cost fallacy. Well, Shan, we, we totally monopolized the pregnancy. <laughs> I did want to ask you some questions about pregnancy and sex because it's something that i just don't know much about but i guess we're gonna have to have you back because we've kept you for an hour <laughs> listening to us talk about our our the sperm we wish we had <laughs> um but where can people find you because you're so knowledgeable and you've got lots of stuff you've got books you've got your podcast where can people find you and yeah that's more? all i care about my podcast this this is the shit guys this is the joy this is the the, the platform that i think is just providing the best opportunities for great conversations today being one of them. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, uh, my podcast is called lovers and friends. It's a topical podcast. So it's so opposite from yours. Like <laughs> it's not a conversation at all. I'm like, this is what we're talking about. And if you stray, you will be asked to leave. So I'm like really particular about it. like the topic this week is, so it's a topical podcast. So you can just go and browse the titles and we will never be on your fancy. <laughs> no, if we can find a topic together, this is really how it works. Like it's, I have a guest and then you come up with a specific topic. You're like, I care about this right now. So oh, you're like, cool. I'd nice. like a penis, which would be a great topic. We've all <laughs> gone through penis envy, I'm sure. So, yeah. hey, I think I want a penis would be the title of the episode. And then we would just build an entire episode around that concept. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's awesome. And and lovers what are your and friends? What, yeah, lovers and friends. And what are your handles for people? Uh, it's Shan Booty, Booty with a D to play off my last name, not my anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag flat ass. <laughs> I feel that one as a tall white bitch. Um, <laughs> a big old thank you to the uh, patrons out there who get bonus episodes of this podcast a few times a month. They get comps to my show. They get the uncut episodes. Those can be as much as 45 minutes longer sometimes. So if you want that extra content, patreon.com slash WHS. Also, it just helps. I know people have this impression that ads are what fund these things. And they do. The ads are helpful but they are nothing compared to the power of our Patreon. Patreon really keeps this thing running. Um, the ads are, are really just supplemental. So patreon.com slash WHGS. Please check it out. It helps so much. And let's do a little gay thought. And today I asked the folks on the Discord for their gay thoughts. So let's put a little chimes in here. Some soothing sounds of the wind and nature or something, Alex, for these gay thoughts. And uh, our Discord is super cool. Um, you can find the link to it on my website or in my bio link on any social media that I'm on. It's a great community. It's over 4,000 people in there, queer, like-minded folks supporting each other. It's really nice. So go check it out. And here are your gay thoughts today. All thoughts from us are gay. Forearms. Elena Joy's hands. Is my dog going to develop unhealthy attachment issues? from all the stepmoms that are coming and going from his life. I can't tell if the Duolingo flirting level is so bad because it's poorly designed or because straight people are really that bad at flirting. Timothy Chalamet stealing Shane from the L Words vibe 
is probably why people think he's hot. Am I organically living out gay stereotypes because I'm gay? Or do I gravitate to known stereotypes to be a part of the community? When my girlfriend and I are out, we play a game of who at the party we would each have sex with. The straights could never. All right, guys, I think those are it for today. Um, thanks for listening. I appreciate, I appreciate you all so much. You're the best. Have a great week.